Church at Junction 10, good morning. It is an absolute pleasure to be speaking with you today just to share a few things on my heart that hopefully will encourage you and uh, help you grow in your walk and your relationship with Jesus. Uh, my name's Phil Gray and um, I work for the YMCA. Woo, woo, woo. Um, I bring greetings from my CEO, uh, Steve Clay, who's a son of your soil, uh, a former member of Junction 10. And uh, when I told him that I was doing this, he said, please uh, send them my greetings. So greetings from uh, Steve Clay. Um, I know that I will have met some of you uh, before. I will have met some of you at our Sleep Easy event um, in, I think it was February or March, um, earlier, earlier this year, and uh, was a part of organising that and got to see uh, the Junction 10 massive, Junction 10 youth come out in their numbers and raise money uh, to support um, those who otherwise might be um, sleeping rough on the streets and you know sleeping rough so others don't have to and uh, just on behalf of the whole YMCA I just want to thank you for your involvement with that I want to thank you for all of those uh, of you that gave I want to thank you for all of you parents that um, released and allowed your children uh, to be a part of that so Junction 10 we really appreciate you uh, the YMCA in the black country is um, intrinsically linked with you whether you like it or not <laughs> uh, but we definitely uh, see that as an honor and a privilege so um, today I I believe that you guys have been looking at uh, the, the story of Joseph and um, I think that's so interesting given uh, the time and the season that we're in like we've got COVID uh, going on and we've been in lockdown and life has changed just so drastically um, and then to kind of add to that on the 25th uh, of May we had we saw the murder of um, George Floyd uh, um, a man that was brutalized by police and murdered um, in the street and lost his life begging for his breath begging to breathe and um, out of that we've seen an uproar of, of people from around the world just saying you know enough is enough uh, we're no longer going to tolerate um, racism we're no longer going to tolerate um, you know systematic injustices against uh, people of color and um, you know justice is really something that's on the heart of God God is a God of justice he is a just God and um, you know with all that we're seeing sometimes it can be um, really disheartening um, but our, our Bible our, the Word of God tells us that there is a hope uh, beyond what we can see, beyond what we're even able to experience. And God says that vengeance is mine, I will repay. Uh, but we also know that because he's a just God, not only does he um, execute uh, vengeance and righteous judgments, but he also uh, gives the ability for people to come to him and change and be transformed. And ultimately, that's what we want to see. We want to see the hearts of people uh, that, that might be full of hatred, uh, for other people for whatever reason we want to see them come into contact with Jesus and that might mean them coming into contact with Jesus living in you uh, and being transformed and changed for his glory but yeah let's get into it we haven't got very long um, so I want to talk to you about Joseph now the, jo the story of Joseph is one of my favorite stories uh, in the Bible and um, 
And we can read about it uh, starting in Genesis chapter 37. And uh, if you just give me a few minutes, I'm going to read uh, from the scriptures uh, from Genesis chapter 7 from verse 3 to 11. And then we're going uh, to take this text and see what we can pull out and what, we, what I feel that's saying to us at this time. So it reads thus. Um, now Israel loved Joseph more than all of his children because he was the son of his old age. Also he made him a tunic of many colours. But when his brothers saw that their father loved him more than all of his brothers, they hated him and could not speak peaceably to him. Now Joseph had a dream and he told his brothers and they, and they hated him even more. So he said to them, please hear this dream which I have dreamed. There, were, there, were, there, we, there we were, binding sheaves in the field. Then behold, my sheaf arose and also stood upright. And indeed your sheaves stood all around and bowed down to my sheaf. And his brothers said to him, shall you indeed reign over us? Or shall you indeed have dominion over us? So they hated him even more for his dreams and for all of his words. Verse 9 says, Then he dreamed still another dream and told it to his brothers and said, Look, I have dreamed another dream. And this time the sun, the moon and the eleven stars bowed down to me. So he said to his father and his brothers and his father, his father rebuked him and said to him, What is this dream that you have dreamed? Shall your mother and I um, and your brothers indeed come to bow down to the earth before you? And his brothers envied him, but his father kept the matter in mind. Uh, the story of Joseph is an incredible story. We see this young man who uh, is, is kind of blessed with the favour and the love of his father uh, and the bible tells us that his father loved him because uh, he was the, the 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 son of his old age so it wasn't anything that joseph had done that had caused him to gain gain favour from his father but it was just literally uh, the fact that he was born at the time that he was born and his father chose him to kind of uh, bestow love and and, and favour upon now we know favouritism in families is a dangerous thing uh, but nevertheless his father showed him this favor and this caused tension between him and his brothers so much so that eventually his brothers uh, they, 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 they ripped his coat uh, they put him in a pit and they sold him off uh, to slavery to be a slave um, in Egypt and they dipped his, his coat in, in blood and went back to his father and told his father that Joseph had died and Joseph goes through all of these uh, really tough and hard and, and desperate situations, being in a pit, then being sold into slavery, uh, then working for Potiphar, which it, it looked like things were kind of going well for him. But then Potiphar's wife takes an attraction to him and um, she wants to sleep with him and he's like, no, I can't do that. So she grabs his cloak um, and he runs off and... Um, she basically says that he tried to uh, rape her and for that he's put into prison and uh, this is again put into prison for something he didn't do then whilst he's in prison he um, is he finds he's able to interpret dreams so not only is he having his own dreams but he's able to interpret the dreams of others um, and he interprets the dream of the the king's cupbearer and the baker and the baker uh, the story doesn't end well for him 
but the cupbearer um, gets reinstituted back uh, to serve Pharaoh. And Joseph says, you know, when you get to Pharaoh, just remember me, re remember me and tell him about me. And uh, when we read the text, the, the, the uh, king's cupbearer, the king's butler, he forgets about Joseph. He doesn't mention him until the king has a dream. Uh, and when the king has a dream that no one can interpret, uh, suddenly the butler remembers, ah, there was this guy in prison called Joseph and he was able to interpret dreams. Um, and from that, when Joseph interprets the king's dream, uh, the king sees the wisdom uh, that, that's in Joseph. He sees something special about him and um, makes Joseph prime minister of all of Egypt. Um, and, you know, if you want to see the rest of the story, watch a really good film called The Prince of Egypt. It's great. <laughs> but one of the key features um, in the story of Joseph is that through all the hardship and through all the difficulty, the Bible keeps coming to this one phrase and it's saying, but the Lord was with Joseph. The Lord was with Joseph. And the first point that I just want to bring to you in these few minutes that I'm talking to you is that um, in everything that we face in life, as Christians, we can live by this confidence and this assurance that God is with us. So no matter how bad things get, no matter how hard things get, no matter how rough things get, we can say the Lord is with us. The Psalms 23 says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for thou, God, art with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And because God was with Joseph, he was able to uh, kind of live through and endure all of the hardships that he faced. But I want to go back to the, the first bit, that text that I read um, from verse 3 uh, to verse 11. And uh, this verse really concentrates on Joseph and his dreams. And it says he has the first dream and he tells his brothers and his brothers become even more enraged um, at him and even more kind of uh, frustrated with him. But then the Bible says, but then Joseph dreamed another dream. And when you look at that in the Hebrew, uh, the 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 kind of two words, this is two different words of, of dream and, and dreamed. But this this dream word, there's an essence of not only is Joseph having a dream, but there's an essence of um, something getting a hold of you. So when we interpret it, it's not so much that Joseph had a dream, but it was that the dream had Joseph. And that God gave Joseph this dream. And this dream wasn't just something that, you know, he, he ate uh, too much cheese the night before, but it was something that God had placed in him. And God was actually showing him, Joseph, this is what I've called you to do. This is your purpose. This is your destiny. And this is why you're having these dreams. Um, but it wasn't just like something out of his own head, but God actually knit him to this dream because God sees the end from the beginning. And he knew that he was going to have to go into the pit and he knew that he was going to have to be, uh, go into the prison. But he knew that he was taking him to the palace and that his destiny wasn't just for him to kind of live this nice life. But his destiny was to save the nation of Israel. Um, so the, the dream had Joseph. And it's so uh, interesting that we're talking about dreams and it um, in, in all that's going on with, you know, uh, the Black Lives Matter movement and uh, the stand against racial injustice, it reminds me of another man, uh, Martin Luther King Jr. 
who was a, a, a pastor, a preacher, and a civil rights activist. And one of his most famous preach, uh, um, one of his most famous speeches uh, happened in 1968 uh, before the Washington Memorial. And he said, uh, I have a dream. And his dream was about the equality uh, that would take place, the equality that would be in place when, for not just his generation, but his sons and his daughter's generation, that his black children would be able to sit and play uh, with white children and they would be able to play and live hand in hand. And he spoke about how, you know, justice would reign and every high mountain would be brought low and every valley would be raised up, that there would be a level playing field for everyone. But I, I believe just like Joseph, uh, Martin had a dream that was God-given, that was God-inspired. And there's something so powerful about having a dream and a vision that is, that is God-inspired. Because it's not just about you having this dream or this thing that you want to do with your life and then you've got to work so hard uh, to accomplish it. But what it is, is that when God gives you a dream, he actually knits you to that dream. So whatever you go through, you can endure because you know you have a glimpse of what your destiny is. And what I want to encourage you uh, in today is that God has placed destiny in each and every one of you. And I don't care who wants to say that you're ugly. I don't care who wants to say that you're less than. I don't care who wants to say that you're not this or you're not that. It doesn't matter what anybody wants to say. It doesn't matter what man says. But God says that you are special. He says um, in Ephesians chapter 2 that you are his masterpiece. You are his workmanship. And you have been created for, for good works. He's got destiny and purpose for you. Just like he had for Joseph. Just like he had for Martin Luther King. And we know that Martin Luther King was assassinated. Uh, but it reminds me that in Hebrews... It talks about um, Abel. I don't know if you know this. Uh, at the start of the Bible, there's Cain and Abel, two brothers. And uh, Cain gets angry at his brother Abel and he kills him. But the Bible says that Abel, even being dead, his blood still speaks. And, and the thing about having a dream from God is that even when you're dead and gone, your dream lives beyond you. Your purpose lives beyond you. Your destiny lives beyond you. I know we're living in a world where everybody just kind of is about their own thing and doing their own thing. But I'm, I'm, I want to encourage you today to get connected with God. Get connected with the purpose that God has for you. Because when you're connected with that purpose, it will help you endure every trial, every circumstance and every situation, just like it did Joseph. But also it will live beyond you to your children and your children's children, just like Martin and just like Abel. When you're dead in the grave, your dream and your purpose will still speak. And the things that we dream about today, whether it's racial equality, whether it's unity in our church, whether it's our, our families or our loved ones coming to Jesus, that dream, that purpose, that destiny will live beyond us. It will go beyond us and it will expand and it will catch a light with the hearts of others. And I really believe that God, that's what God wants me to share with you today. In the midst of this darkness, in the midst of this uh, tumultuous time that we're in, I want, you to, I want to remind you that God is the God that does miracles in the dark, just like how he brought the Israelites through the Red Sea at night. God is the God who is able to see you through every circumstance and every trial. Um, and justice ultimately belongs to him. So my prayer for you, uh, today 
is that you would connect with God and allow him to connect with you and allow him to knit your heart to his purpose for your life. And when he does that, you will find fulfillment. You will find joy. And it's not that you won't go through any hard times, but even in your hard times, the dream and the purpose that God has placed within you, the word that God's placed within you that cannot return unto him void will accomplish the thing that God uh, created it to do. The thing that God has created you to do, you will accomplish it and you will prosper in it and the world will benefit by you standing up and shining and being the person that God has created you to be. Junction 10, I love you. I look forward to meeting you in the flesh at some point. I hope you've been encouraged. And I'm just, I just encourage you to get connected with the dream that God has for you and live a life for him. Bless you.